Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of EMC2 Learning, the greatest community of educators around. Well Played is part of the On Podcast Media Network. Definitely check out the great podcast here on the network. So let's dive into this, which is season five, episode 16 all talking about the ways I begin my school year. And I'm going to tell you straight away, it is with a heck of a lot of team building. I'm talking about a day, two days, maybe three days, heck, maybe even a week. Depends how you want to lay this out and do this. Sometimes I sprinkle in some other things that make it take a little longer. But I want to start right here at the top of the podcast, really telling you that team building, there's there's so much we as educators can get from it, and it's not a loss of time. I promise you, because what I get out of those effective teams is way more than when I used to just dive straight in. When I used to do the syllabus day, I teach middle school, for those of you that are just coming to the podcast for the first time, I teach middle school, and a lot of times teachers, even in middle school, kind of have that syllabus day. Here's all the rules, right? or um, they do a team building day, you know, like a, like a name game or whatever, and then go into the syllabus. Uh, I think you need to slow play those rules. Uh, and in fact, I often just sort of cover those rules in like a hot second, and that is just that, hey, you guys are sixth graders. You've been in school a bunch. And I... It's basically safe to assume I have all the same rules that everybody else had, right? So, but let's let's start today with some team building. Like, let's get to know each other. Let's get to know who we who we're working with this year and get started. Uh, I can get to the like nitty gritty of policy and procedures later or when it comes up, right? Like if I want them to do hand something in in a certain way or whatever, I can cover that when we're at that assignment. Not here on the day they're actually going to forget. So let's stop using that first day filler and let's get down to the business of getting to know each other and making effective teams. And so here are some of the ones I've picked up and I've used. I have used more than these, but these are ones I wanted to share with you that I have kind of come back to year after year and it's just fun. And again, I teach sixth grade, so if you don't feel like this works for you, understandable. Uh, But I do think the ones I've chosen would be fun for anybody if your school has these things. Uh, okay, so first, we, we, they come to my class, right? So I have them in my class. And so obviously I launch my game. I tell them a little bit about the game, but I keep that light. And I really want to focus on the teams and getting them to sort of interact with each other. I actually skip kind of the name game thing uh, or some, I guess some years I do like a quick one where it's more a challenge on me. Can I remember everybody's name? And it's kind of funny when I don't, and I kind of make lighthearted jokes of myself when I'm goofing up. So that's how I do the name game. I don't necessarily do the name game with them. I don't necessarily have them go around and, and say everybody's name. I'm saying everybody's name. So it's me that kind of looks like silly. If I drop the ball, I don't want to put that angst already on one kid. I don't want to put them in a nervous state of like, let's see if you can repeat all the names that have been said before you. Uh, That's more of a like, can you beat the teacher on that if I do that one? And I think that's worked really nice to be kind of self-deprecating and uh, in that that moment. But at the same time, I get to practice everybody's name, which is a good thing. All right. So the next thing, they're they're in us, in, in my 
class and in my gamified class i haven't put in in guilds and guilds are kind of what i'm going to use as their groups and i usually do this the first right out of the gate i don't know any of them i don't know who to keep separate and who to you know not put together this way or that way so instead i just leave it up to a deck of cards and i used to just sort of build the deck myself you know look around like okay i have you know so many students, I have four groups, so get this many cards, you know, per suit, and shuffle the deck up, and just kind of say, hey, you come up here. But now, I really want to get them working and thinking as a team. So I, I sort of theme out this training camp to my class, uh, and I wrap it into my game. So it's all like a Realm of Nobles training camp. And so they would have up on the screen this kind of scroll that reads what they need to do, and I theme it out. And so... This 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 deck of cards. They that's asking them if if there could be three volunteers to sort of build the deck of fate. And okay, I get these three volunteers. I click to the next screen. It tells them what to do. It tells them to count up the number of students in class and kind of divide that number evenly. If you have an odd number, one of them's going to have one extra card or something like that, and put them into suits. Right. So like get six of these six of these and six of these and seven of those or whatever however you want to work it right and then hand me the deck when you think you have completed this task correctly and i gotta tell you probably half the time it's not done correctly but that's fine i literally like they hand it to me i look it over and i'm like mm, nope and i hand it back and the other kids that are watching are like oh no no you guys get it and it's so awesome to hear them try to help the group in the center. I then tell the groups on the outside, hey, like, let's let let them try to see what they did wrong. Tell them to look at the thing. And they overcome this challenge. So right away, even the challenge of building teams, I make them build the deck. And I love it. Right away, it makes me see who's comfortable volunteering, who's got that kind of confidence already out of the gate, willing to try. So I already got those kids that I figured that out. I already can see who's like willing to sort of help out in a moment like who's that socializer on the outside i can see that who's my quiet kids that are quiet but engaged right they're totally watching they you know they have the solution in their head or they're trying to figure out the solution and then you also have sort of the disengaged right um i also can see who is using that side time for conversation with a friend that's not on point uh, so I can kind of see who's valuing the connection of being together and not in a bad way. Like here we are, it's the first day of school, second day of school, but it's good to know because probably who values that social connection day one is also going to value the social connection day 75. And so knowing that I can play to that and I can give that student some, some, uh, power sort of in a group to, to sort of use their social connections in, in a way that could be beneficial to the class. All right, so now I have them in groups and I kind of tell them a little bit about groups and how it's going to be awesome. Then we, uh, with those groups, try to immediately put them into some sort of practice. And now this one, I don't know if I can do because of COVID, we're not going to be in uh, tables. Normally I'm in tables, but I'm going to tell you this because hopefully this podcast is timeless and people will listen to it for years and years and years. Um, when I have the tables, I have them practice with their guilds, their groups, how to organize my room in a certain way. Because sometimes I'm doing an activity where I want the tables. I have all folding tables. Sometimes I want them folded up and put them away, all of them. 
and I want to put it away a certain way and I want the chairs a certain way. And so I put a diagram up on the board that has six or seven different configurations that I use. And what I tell the kids is I got my little stopwatch there and I say, all right, we're going to see if you guys can get these room configurations quietly, quickly, and efficiently in these ways. And so I'll just shout out like style number six and I hit the timer and they all go and I'm like, good, nice job. And then like one of the styles is the way it was. And so then I'm like, ooh, style one. And now it's back to the way it was. And then I'm like, all right, style three. Now it's that way. Maybe that has all the folding tables except one, one still set up, but I want it in like the center of the room for some like activity. Okay. And then style three. Now it's like a, a U shape or something like that. Or maybe it's two tables together facing two other tables together to kind of like courtroom style or whatever this is a fun one because it's kind of kinesthetic low cognitive load they're mimicking what's up on the thing but it involves the team they just got involved with because their group needs to do that quickly quietly and efficiently and eventually we get this down to like it takes like 40 seconds to set my room up and i kind of tell them hey this year we're going to do so many fun activities and i absolutely love doing these activities with you and I can give you more and more time on that activity which I'm promising you right now you're going to want more time you're always going to want more time <laughs> and I can give you more time if I know you can quietly quickly and efficiently break the class down and build it back up uh, so I kind of tell them this is great we got this down to 45 seconds if you can tell me that when I tell you all right let's get it set up this way it's only going to take you 45 seconds and i know at the end of the class when it's only going to take you 45 seconds to put it back this way we can have a ton of time in between to do the activity so keep that in mind as we move forward it is a great sort of social emotional you're coaching them up on the why teachers need this to be done quietly quickly and efficiently because it actually benefits the student right and i i like i like to sort of coach them up so they understand the why behind things all right, the next sort of team building that I do in the class is uh, I do a thing called Super Silent. I wrote about it in XP Lab. If you haven't checked out Explore Like a Pirate, it is a great book. It is my first book. I get to say that because my second book is coming out August 1st. If you're catching this in the future, it is already out. Go read it. It is called Fully Engaged. It is a great book. I wrote that with John Meehan. All right, so super silent is kind of this little activity I'll do at the end of a period. It's like if I have like five minutes left at the end of the period, if they were super good or whatever. Uh, and it's just this challenge where they have to, I make this big speech. You guys, you have to be like Navy SEALs. Like I want you to control every muscle in your body. I don't want you to make a single noise. Both you as well as your surroundings needs to be perfectly silent. And then I give them a challenge. Maybe the challenge is we're going to start standing and you need to sit in your chair. Super easy. I call this level one. Oh, this shows them some sort of endowed progress. We, how many levels are there? There's infinite levels, right? We just got to get them to see how many levels they can get through. And I write it down. So, okay, they like quietly, I say, raise it, go. And they like try to sit down and... And I'm serious. It's got to be perfect now. I mean, loosen up a little bit, but not right away. So I'm telling you, like, if I hear, like, a knee crack, we lost. 
And they're like, what? And you're like, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Okay, race it, go. And then like somebody else's like ankle cracks. Oh, we lost. Oh, okay, let's do it again. You know, and finally it is perfectly silent. And you say, you did it. And they're like, whoa, we did it. And then you're like, ah, now level two. Well, what's level two? Level two, we got to start seated and then just stand up. Well, that's easy. Okay. And we do that. And and then like level three, you start standing, sit down, and then you have to remain quiet for 30 seconds. Right? And this builds that camaraderie that they're overcoming something. I write it down and then I tell them, here's how it connects to my big game. If you're not playing a big game, it's okay. But if you are, this is a fun one where I say at the end of the quarter, whatever group's the farthest level gets a big XP bonus for their house. And so this gives them something to sort of long play towards. And that's kind of fun. All right. After that, after these things have happened, uh, depending on time, I may, may, this might be close to the end of the day, so we might wrap up. Uh, if it is the next day, then what I would do is I would try to bust them outside a little bit. And I have two things that have to kind of be done outside and two things that can be done outside. So if it's a sunny, perfect day, then do all four of these outside. But if it is a like super hot day or whatever, just save two of these, you know, and just do the two outside and do the rest inside. Okay, so we're going to start with jump rope. Get one of those long jump ropes, right? And give two students the job of like controlling the jump rope and the other students have to jump in and out, jump in and out. But the catch is we have to get the entire class through without touching that rope. If it touches the rope, we got to start over. This is a good one. A little fear factor there. A little bit of teamwork, a little bit of cheering on it is awesome and they are super proud when they all get through it is crazy awesome to see them strategize because the first time they'll just line up and like the kids that are super awesome will go first and they're all like this is so fun right and then all of a sudden nine people back it starts to be the people that never jump rope and they mess up right away and they're like oh man we messed up and then we start over and they do the same thing these are sixth graders mind you they do the same thing the kids that love jumper, they're like, see, it's so easy. Like, watch, and those nine go through, and then we get to that 10th person, and we mess up again. And they're like, blah, blah, and they start to get it. Let's coach up the ones that don't get it. So the, the top ones start to tell them, look, this is how we do it. And they're not even trying to, to win at this point right now. They're literally like just showing them, like, look, I'm going to go through. Look, I'm going to go through. Look what I'm doing. Look what I'm doing. Now you try. Now you try. Now you try. And they're immediately like, doing this iterative process really quickly. Uh, They're putting some of their worst people forward after that training, and it's failing, 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 and then it starts to work, 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 work. And then all of a sudden, we're through the eight or nine that are terrible, and now we only have the eight or nine that are great that kind of fly through. And the team feels awesome. And there is an awkward middle, and I'm telling you there's an awkward middle, but hearing that whole story, I promise you that is how it plays out. And I love it. And you, if you're paying attention, can gain so much knowledge about your students by doing this one. So think about doing the jump rope sort of activity. The other outside one, that's a kind of a must be outside. I love it. Our school has kind of this jungle gym sort of thing. And it 
it's got wood chips by the jungle gym and then it's got this little like uh border around the wood chips that that's like a big log around all the wood chips and then inside the jungle gym there's everything there's the monkey bars the slides the swings and you know whatever and i tell them they need to as a class get up on that that uh that border all stand on that border and then they need as a team to get from one side of this jungle gym to the other. So just we're just going to, for ease sake, let's picture a rectangle. I have them on one of the long sides of the rectangle. Jungle gym's in the center. And then they need to get to the other long side. Now I tell them, you can't walk on the short sides. So you basically have to go through the jungle gym. And then the other is you can't touch any of the wood chips. Like It's like wood chips are lava, right? Floor is lava challenge. However, I give one person the ability twice to touch the wood chips and that person is like a pillar and if you're holding that person's hand you're safe so now it's about like where do we put that pillar so that we can get people up because it's too far for them to like jump at the start and so that pillar helps and then at the end they're gonna need the pillar again but it's still not easy like they really have to sort of math out this and figure out the best route and it's a pretty big jungle gym they could come at this at probably legitimately probably four different entry points and probably three different exit points and so it's kind of mapping out the best route for their group and by the way this is timed i strongly suggest you use a timer a lot at the beginning because it's uh it's fun to sort of tell them they're sort of trying to do this the best they can and maybe maybe there's a bonus for the house that does any of these challenges a little better maybe there isn't it doesn't matter it is a fun thing to it's a fun stat you know it's a fun stat to be able to tell people oh you did this faster than last year uh i will admit sometimes i have those stats on hand sometimes i don't have those stats on hand but if you take the stats you can have those on hand and then it's also fun to sort of say, like, as you do this for your third class or fourth class, you can kind of encourage them, like, you are on pace. I tend not to ever tell them straight up if they're sort of winning or whatever, uh, because I don't want, I don't know, I don't want to give anybody more knowledge than the other class had. Uh, this jungle gym one's great. Again, a lot of strategy, a lot of teamwork, a lot of cheering, and it's kind of fun. You're outside. Kids didn't expect it. It's day two, and you're like, still haven't touched sort of world history we're all learning a little bit about the game and a little bit about each other and i love it love it okay the other two could happen in class if you need it so again you got some bad weather do this uh i would do this outside if i could you want to get some like markings for the floor if you're doing it outside you can just chalk just draw it on and i would draw a grid your choice of how complicated you want to make this so i don't know you can make it a 10 by 10 grid if you want you can make it a 5 by 5 grid and this is kind of like minesweeper there is a couple landmines out there and a little bit like the jump rope game they have to get everybody through from one side to the other standing on these various things walking through kind of like indiana jones like the floor's got some traps on it and so the first person steps and you're like nope you're fine you've written down where the bad stuff is and then they step again and you're like boom you know like that's bad trap everybody has to restart 
but people have to pay attention. Okay, so that first block was okay. That second block, bad, so don't go to the second block. They go to this like diagonal block. Okay, that's fine. Okay, now they're going to step on this block and then go to that block. Oh, then this one's a boom. Okay, everybody's got to start over, but now they're starting to figure it out. But they have to really communicate with the back of the line. I make them line up in a straight line. So they have to communicate with each other. They don't really get a good view on what um, is safe and not. And now you could adjust this for your grade level. If you want them all to be able to see, they can all kind of huddle around and see it. If you want to make it extra hard, if you teach upper school or high school kids, I would suggest actually having anybody that's not the next to go, the not, like the on deck person, make them face backwards. Um, and if you really want to up the difficulty, you can make everybody that's not on deck face backwards. Then there's the person going, the person on deck, and everybody that's finished needs to turn away. So now, I'm uh, sorry, no, the person that just finished can speak, and then everybody else turn around, right? So you only have three people ever looking at the board. So it's all about that communication and thinking through. So. That's even if you want to up the super up the difficulty. I don't do that. Anybody that's made it through can help. And that also speeds it up too. So if you want it to be a little quicker. The last one that can be done inside and kind of the one that I want to share with you. And again, the, the last one I'm going to go over today. I appreciate you listening all the way through the podcast. Uh, the last one is called helium stick. I love this one. It's so cool. What I use, you need a really long stick for your whole class, or you can do this in groups. You can get two long sticks. What I use actually is tent poles. So if you have a tent laying around in your house, they come with those poles that sort of snap together and it ends up being really long. It ends up being like 15 feet long or something like that. And what you have is everybody lay their hands out so okay if you can do this while listening to the podcast if you're driving don't do this uh lay your palms face up and take your pinky finger and your ring finger and kind of bring it back into your hand and bring your thumb to hold those down so you basically have your two fingers still out and together kind of like if you were to bandage them together they're sort of stuck together the rule is everyone has those facing up and laying flat. They can't like curl their fingers around. They're not grabbing anything. They're just going to let that pole lay flat on their fingers. You need to actually hold the stick down because what's going to happen, and I think you see this coming because of the name of the activity is called helium stick. Kind of the general kinetic energy of all these kids just letting it rest on their hand. It's going to rise. And their rule is they cannot grab it. They cannot like hold it. It's just got to lay flat on their hands or their fingers. They have to have everybody's two fingers or four fingers. Sorry, because it's both hands. Uh, they have to have everybody's touching the pole at all times. And it's going to immediately like, fly up when you sort of let your hand off holding it down. And they're going to lose. They're going to lose in like one and a half seconds. And that's okay. So then tell them, like, put it on the floor and then talk to them, like, what happened? And they all start yelling, right? Because one side went up higher and they're like, why did your side, blah, 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 blah. And they're literally going to blame that side. Let it happen. And say, let's, let's try it again. I don't think that side meant to do it. Let's try it again. And it happens. And sometimes it happens to that same side. Sometimes it happens to the other side. Uh, be vigilant on if anybody's cheating. If they're curling their fingers, they're going to want to. That's A, it's natural. And B, 
they want to be successful, so they're going to want to sort of cheat a little bit. Uh, so if you see that, call them out on it, especially if it was the side that was yelling about the other side, right? Uh, and if it's the side that got yelled at, definitely tell them, I understand that you want to be successful, but we have to be successful correctly, right? We can't cheat for the win. All right. Now we try again, we try again, we try again. They eventually get it that even though it wants to go up, you just have to tell yourself. It's literally like a mental game. You got to tell yourself like it doesn't want to go up and just go down, go down, go down. The goal is to get their hands kind of rested on the ground and get as low as they can and then call time when they're when they're all when all the whole stick is kind of on the ground as far as it can with your hands. And this usually takes 15 minutes to get them to like figure this out. And what the best strategy basically is they need almost like a crewman, right? They need somebody uh, shouting, you know, like one, two, three, down, one, two, three, down, one, two, three, down. And this sort of chant gets people to sort of all go down at the same time. So everyone's still holding it and touching it at the same time. And two, it uh, reminds them that it's not, it does not want to go up. It's when you start to chase after it that it goes up and then the person next to you has to go up. And this all happens in a fraction of a second. So it's, it's, it's cool to see. Kids love it. My sixth graders are sort of mystified. They know there's no helium in the stick, but they don't quite get why it works. And it is so fun to sort of do with them and for them. So I hope you really think about adding this kind of team building to your class in the beginning of the year. And then cautionary tale, don't just make it a beginning of the year. Build in day or two every quarter that can kind of focus on those group work. It It is not a cherry on the top. It is not a fun Friday, people. This is serious work. Uh, our world has some serious problems and the problems of today and the problems of tomorrow are going to need to be s sort of solved by teams. The idea of sort of one person coming up with the solution, one person might come up with the direction, but there no way are they going to come up with the entire solution. It's going to be teams that need to come up with these solutions. And so teaching students how to effectively work in teams, how to get comfortable in teams, how to put their ideas out there in those teams, creating safe spaces on teams, showing your willingness and leadership to allow the growth and nurturing of teams is probably one of the biggest pieces they're going to get from your class. And so never, never feel bad about building in team building time. And as long as you're intentional about the teaching them uh, what the why behind things, they're learning a ton in these team building games and you are learning a ton about them and they are going to more effectively work throughout your class and hopefully throughout life because you've done it. So keep that in mind. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for being part of the well-played community. I hope, I hope that you are enjoying your day, your week. I am Michael Matera. And again, it is just a huge honor to be here with you every week on Tuesday. It gets released at 6 a.m. Central Standard Time. I hope you check out On Podcast Media Network. Also, it would be awesome if we could journey together at emc2learning.com, sign up for the engagement engineer level, and 
together, we're going to have hundreds, hundreds of activities and great connection throughout the year. We're building a wonderful community over there that wants to change the game of school, and we need you. All right, everybody, enjoy your week and play on.